Thanks for joining us for the Bread of Life. We are convinced that the Bible is God's holy word, perfect and without error. Its perfection delivers what is good and beneficial for those who hear it and heed it. It is perfect for it leads us to the perfect one, the Lord Jesus. He is the bread of life. Let us seek him together through God's word. Now here's our teacher, Joel Van Hoogen. What you're about to listen to is an introduction to a message on divine healing and, in particular, a message on why God doesn't always heal us. But for today, I want you to consider the point being made in this introduction. It will help you learn how to live and pray in faith for everything related to your life. You'll learn here that faith and the prayer of faith is always founded on following the evidence of what God is doing. We don't lead God in our prayers. He leads us. We don't lead God in our faith. Our faith follows after Him. Now, this idea is profoundly central to all the ways we are to live by faith. Over the last few weeks, we've been talking about divine healing and this wonderful gift that God gives to His church and how it is that we access that gift through our prayers and through our approach to God in faith. And The prayer for healing and for God to heal us is an expression of our faith and our trust in Him. Prayer is always meant to be, it isn't always, but it's always meant to be an exercise in faith. And faith, along with prayer, always follows the evidence that God gives us of what He does and what He's doing and what He will do. And so our faith grows as God. God doesn't ask us to believe in anything that he doesn't give us evidence for. That would be fanaticism, we've said. What God does is God gives us evidence of who he is. God gives us evidence of what he's doing. God gives us evidence of what he will do. The primary point at which we find this evidence is in his word, but it's also in other ways in which God communicates us sovereignly as he works in conformity and expresses the reality of what he says in his word by what we see in our world and our lives around us. And our faith follows that evidence. We follow that evidence and we come to a point at which we agree with where the evidence is directing us and we put our trust in God as he's revealing himself to us in that way. We even then ask God to do things and work in our lives in line with that. You follow the prayers that are prayed in the Bible that are meant for our instruction and you'll see that all those prayers, they don't come out of thin air. They're not an individual bringing out of their own wishful thinking and hoping that they might receive some benefit. We talked about this last week. There are no prayers in the Bible that a person might win the lottery. You might see a great home that you like as you're driving along and say, Lord, I want to claim that as my home someday. I won't find that in the scriptures. What you'll see is prayers being made that follow after the revelation of God and the evidence that God gives and the promises of God and the way that God works And it's the life of an individual conforming their heart and their expectations to what God has revealed, the evidence that God has revealed. That's faith, and that's a prayer of faith. And it works in a number of different ways. I'll just give you a little illustration of this. We know the passage in Scripture, Revelation 3.20, where the Lord Jesus says, the last verse of verse 19 says, repent. And then in verse 20, Jesus says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I'll come into him and I'll sup with him and he with me. And there's evidence. The Lord Jesus has just described what it is that he's doing and what he will do to the person who responds to him. It's right there in scripture. You repent because I am standing at the door and I'm knocking. If you'll open the door, if you'll hear my voice and open the door, I'll come into you. That's evidence. That's evidence. And 
When we go and we share the gospel with an individual, or when we come to a brother who's already received Christ, but now is living in some level of resistance and rebellion against Christ, we can take them back to that passage. We can remind them that this is where Christ first encountered them and is encountering them again. He's standing at the door, you see, and he's knocking. He's asking for you to turn from your pattern of behavior and your thinking and to turn your mind completely upon him and to embrace him for who he is. And he's standing at the door and he's knocking. And if you'll, by faith, submit to him and relent to him and obey and open that door, he'll come in. Living your life, there's the evidence of what he's doing. But the evidence is not just what's written in the Word. The evidence is also that that person that you're speaking to very often has, this only confirms what they've been aware of. Whether they say it or not, maybe this actually gives a sharpened understanding of what's been going on in their own life because they've, they've sensed God's approach. They've sensed a sense of desperation. They've sensed something that is missing, profoundly missing, missing that nothing else could satisfy, nothing else could fill, and all of their effort and all their labor to somehow adorn the inside of their lives is not fulfilling them because God has left within them an ache that only He can fill. And they've been aware by the Spirit of God that He's pressing it upon them and reaching out to them. And these words of evidence of what Christ is doing confirm what Christ has been doing in their life. It only says, of course, that's what's been happening. Very often when we go overseas and we're sharing the gospel with somebody, we, we teach a dialogue in which we help that individual follow or actually share with us the evidence of the gracious work of God revealing himself to them. And at the end of that conversation, as we're drawing this into the decision that God would have them make, we talk about their strategies for removing their sins. Ask them how that strategy is working for them. It's, they usually almost always say, well, I hope and, you know, I don't know and... Then we read to them that simple passage that's found in 1 John 1, 9. Where God says that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. And we say something like this. Now, I'm not asking you to believe this. I'm asking you a hypothetical question here. But if it were possible to know that all of your sins have been forgiven and God could wipe your conscience clean from the guilt of past sins, would you want that? Well, yeah. So then you take them to Romans 6.23 where it says the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord and you explain how death separates them from God and it brings upon them God's judgment and if they die in their sins they'll be separated from forever but God has a free gift he wants to give them through Jesus Christ and again I'm not asking you to believe this. This is just hypothetical but if it were possible to know that you'd receive the free gift of everlasting eternal life through Jesus Christ would you want that? And their answer is, well, yeah, I guess so, yeah. Well, let me show you another passage. You take them to Revelation 3.20. You read it to them. You kind of review what you've been talking about. Here's God who's made you and created you and created you to worship Him and know Him, and you've sinned against Him, but He loves you. And God in mercy has come and lived as a man a sinless life, and He went to the cross and died for your sins, and He's risen from the dead, and He's been exalted into heaven. But right now, He's standing, and He's knocking. He's knocking at a door. Let me ask you a question. What door is he knocking at? You know what? I didn't ask a hypothetical question, did I? I just asked him to give me testament of the evidence in his own life. What door is he knocking at? You know what instinctively happens? Almost always, their hands go to their heart. My door. My life. The door of my heart. I remember one of the first times I asked this question of a Muslim friend that I was with, sitting in the ruins of the Agora in Greece. And when I asked him the question... 
He looked at me. He stood there silently for a moment. What door is he knocking at, Artur? Arthur took his finger and began to run his finger around all the buildings around us and shaking his head and said, he's not knocking any of those wooden doors. What door is he knocking at then? His hand began to turn into his own chest and he began to point his index finger on his own chest. And he says, he's knocking here. He's knocking the door of my heart. You know what I say? From your lips to God's ears. That's the evidence. You know it. God has been knocking at the door of your heart. You've tried to fill your life with other things. You've resisted Him. You've pursued your own way. But all along, God has been there. This passage of Scripture is just telling you what He's doing, and you know it's true. The question is, by faith, are you going to obey? And today, are you going to open that door and let Him come in? Repent of your sins and receive Him in your life and let Him transform your life and let Him be everything in your life. By the way, you know what happens when you open your heart to a... If I ask a woman, what happens when you open your heart to a man and you let him become your husband? Well, then he sweeps into all of your life. He sweeps into all of your future. He sweeps into all of your hopes. That's what Jesus does when you open your heart to him. He sweeps into it all and takes over all of your being. And that's what happens when you were born again. But listen, let me tell you what, that moment that happened when you gave your life to Christ, you became a Christian, was an experience of faith following the evidence. Now, that same principle works in all the areas where God now opens up to us an opportunity to pray for Him and seek Him and claim the evidence that He's given us by faith to seek other things from Him. The child of God has opened up to us all kinds of prayers of faith. We get to exercise the privilege of coming to God with all kinds of faithful prayers. We're not to pray for things where there's no evidence. In fact, you don't want to ask anything from God that is not consistent with the evidence that God has given you of who He is and what His will is. Don't ask God to bless you when you're not obeying Him, when you're not submitting to Him. It won't work. It won't happen. But there's so much that you can ask of Him in faith. You can pray, Oh God, I I need Your presence with me today. God, don't leave me. And God will answer you and His covenant provision for you and say, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you because... I am the Lord, your Lord, who is ever near. You can pray, Lord, oh, help me in my needs. We're facing some real tests here and trials. And God, we need your provision and your answer. And his word will come to you. My God will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. For he is the Lord, our provider. You can claim it and pray it boldly, expectantly. Say, Lord, I need your protection tonight. I need you to watch over me and keep me safe because I feel the press and the force of the enemy coming upon me, seeking to dash me and throw me down. Lord, watch over me. Protect me. And he answers you and says, I'm the good shepherd. I lay down my life for the sheep. I am the Lord, your shepherd. It's another wonderful covenant promise that he gives to us. The prayer of faith works like that for the child of God. And not only do we have evidence that we can pray from God's word these wonderful prayers, providing, seeking God to work in our lives sovereignly, but we can also look at our own experience. We can see where God is at work in our lives. We can see where he's revealing to us needs and places where we can call upon him, but also where God, by his spirit, is pressing in upon us a command or a desire to pray for an individual or a place or for 
some great work of his and, and it rests upon our hearts and we can see the beginning and the stirring and the movement of it. You can see the evidence that God is beginning to do something and it's his invitation for us to come to seek him and to pray and to pour out our prayers before him and his spirit is prompting us because he's leading us in these things. We're following the evidence, you see. We're following the evidence in our prayers and it should change the way we pray. One, it would mean that before we start praying, we listen. We see what God has said and what God has promised. When we feel an urge to pray, we would go to the Word to see if it conforms with what God has promised so that we can pray more boldly and follow the evidence in greater faith. So when it comes to seeking God for healing for our bodies, it works the same way. And so what's the evidence from God's Word that we can pray in faith for that very thing? Well, we've spoke about this in the last couple of weeks. The first thing that we pointed out, and there's much more than this, we've pointed out that we are, if you've given your life to Jesus Christ and believed in Him as your Savior, your Lord, through His mediation, you have become God's covenant people. He's pledged Himself to you in that covenant. And in that covenant, He gives you covenant names, like the Lord our provider, and the Lord who is near, and the Lord our shepherd, and the Lord our healer. Join us in our next broadcast and we'll turn ourselves to the expectant prayer of faith for healing and then we'll consider why God doesn't always do what we by faith expect Him to do. Until then, thanks for joining us at The Bread of Life, a program of the International Mission Church Partnership Evangelism and our local ministry, Bread of Life Fellowship in Boise, Idaho. To learn more about CPE, go to cpeonline.org and to learn about our fellowship, Bread of Life, go to breadoflifeboise.org. Until the next time, God bless you.